Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on in. WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Check out the YouTube page, 94WIP, for all our video podcasts there. Myself, the High Hopes guys, James Seltzer, and of course, Elliot Parks on Go Birds. It is time, NFL picks for week number seven. Boy, the season starts going fast when you get to October. We're in week seven already of the 2023 NFL season. A lot to dive into here. And really, you know, the five games I like this week, I got to say, this is the toughest slate. I mean, there's teams on by this week, a lot of close spreads. And the one thing that has stood out extremely to the first six weeks of the season, it's an unders year. Unders, now an over on Thursday night between the Jaguars and Saints, but last week, unders went 12-12-1. The best rate for a single week since 1996. And unders is your 56, 36, and 1. It's incredible. Teams average only 18.4 points per game last week. It's it's wild what is going on right now in the NFL. And you kind of think about this in terms of, of trying to pick these games. When you have unders, you have lower scoring games. So if you're going with a bigger favorite, are they really going to cover that number? And how about this? This week in particular, I think it's the hardest week of the year, just based on the board, based on the lines. Nine of the 13 games in Week 7, spread of three points or less. I mean, these are coin flip games after coin flip games. Low totals. Do you take the dogs? I've got some dogs I do like. In fact, one, two, three, four dogs this week. I will be taking one favorite. Let's dive into my five favorite plays for Week number 7 in the NFL. All right, I, I'll go back to the well. I, you know, you guys probably... I, I'm off the Steelers this week. I bet them so much this year. I'm off the Patriots. I bet them too much. And Last week, I didn't, but that beat on the Patriots with the safety at the end, my goodness gracious, I'm so glad I wasn't on them last week. But I've got one that I keep coming back to. I, I bet this team, I don't know, four or five of the, of the seven weeks now. I'm going back to Atlanta. Atlanta plus two and a half on the road in Tampa Bay. I don't think very highly of Tampa Bay. I, I really don't. I, I know the Eagles really put it put it on them. The Eagles haven't really put it on many teams this year. And I just think there's more playmakers right now on the Atlanta side. I believe Arthur Smith will have Desmond Ritter bouncing back from last week's turnover fest. I actually thought Ritter threw the ball pretty decently the last couple weeks. He just had the turnovers last week. Had the game and he drive the week before then. This is, you know, Ritter's way better at home. Atlanta's better on turf. But this isn't a daunting home field. It's Tampa Bay. It is Tampa Bay. I mean, am I really laying points with Baker Mayfield here? Baker Mayfield, in the last 20 years, ranks 206 out of 213 quarterbacks as a favorite. He doesn't win as a favorite. He doesn't cover as a favorite. Todd Bowles' teams, when they lose, they start losing. 18-30 and 30 straight up off a loss. He doesn't bounce back very well. You know, home favorites, 
in division games, that's a bad, it's a bad bat. They're 44% since 2015. Okay, Tampa Bay is a home favorite off a loss. I, I can't get there. I will go back to the well. And plus, I mentioned the overs, okay? Underdogs with an, in a game with an over-under of 42 or below are hitting at 64% in the first eight weeks of 2018. And these dogs, 17-8-1 against the spread this year. This is a good spot. Division game, likely a close game. I will take the Falcons plus the two and a half to bounce back. After watching the Saints and how bad Derek Carr was on Thursday night, you know, I bet the Falcons to win this division before the season. I still believe they're going to do that. It, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. It could be very choppy. This feels like a 17, a 20 to 17 game. It, it really does. And I, I can't lay the number with Tampa Bay. I, I just can't. And, and I, I'll take it with, with Atlanta. And I would put Atlanta in teases this week. I, I don't believe they get beat by margin. If they do, I'll take the two and a half. I'm going to hope they're on the right side of this. And with the way some of their games have gone this year with two-point conversions and decision-making by Arthur Smith, it wouldn't shock you if this is a 19-18 game. And and whatever side they're on, you know, you get the two and a half points, you win this game. Game number one, let's go with the Atlanta Falcons plus the two and a half. All right, game number two, we're going to do a similar kind of thing in terms of taking a division dog, this time at home, getting points. I'm going to take the Giants plus the three at home against Washington. Washington is such a topsy-turvy up-and-down team. Last week they were up. The week before they were down. Can you try... Like, Sam Howell, who takes sacks like they're going out of style, is laying points as a road favorite? Let's just think about this for a second. Let's think about the 2023 Washington Commanders, and let's think about Sam Howell, who has shown some something, right? He doesn't look horrendous. He shows things at times. But we're talking about a team that barely beat the Cardinals at home, that got boat raced by the Bills, had to have a big comeback to beat the Broncos that got boat raced by the by the Bears that barely held on last week despite forcing three turnovers to beat the Falcons. They are now a road favorite. We've reached the point with the with Sam Howell that he's a road favorite. Sam Howell so far this season has a 46.8 QBR. He has taken 34 sacks. I can't I cannot back this player as a road favorite. No way. No how. Now, the Giants are not a prize either, and they're likely to start a backup quarterback because Daniel Jones, as of me recording this, is not yet you know, cleared for contact. But I don't believe I'm getting a coaching edge with Rivera over Dable. It's it's anything. It's probably kind of even. Rivera has not been good as a favorite. And the Giants' defense did show something last week. Actually, two weeks in a row. I mean, Miami moved the ball on them, but they did pick off two a couple times. Last week, they did give some trouble to Josh Allen, and the Bills barely won that football game. The Giants are not good, but they obviously haven't quit yet. I'm going to take the division dog at home, getting two and a half in the NFCs. Again, another low total, 37 and a half is the total on this game. This feels like a 20-17 to 17 game, a 19-17 game, very similar to the Falcons. I'm just going to take the dogs in these games because I can't lay points with Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles. I can't lay points with Ron Rivera and and Sam Howell. I mean, sometimes we overthink these things. Sam Howell is laying points as a road favorite. We This is ridiculous. Like it, It's ridiculous that we're, we're there. Meanwhile, on the other side, is Tyrod Taylor really that much worse than Sam Howell? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Is Desmond Ritter worse than Baker Mayfield? They're all even. Like none of these guys are very good. You know, they're capable at times of playing well, putting up a good game, but they're not very good quarterbacks. So I'm not going to lay points. I'm going to take the points in a division game. Give me the Giants plus the three on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. All right, now let me get to a dog 
that quite frankly shouldn't be a dog. Let's go with the Detroit Lions on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think we're talking enough about how good this Lions team is. You know, and I, and I said it's one of the first podcasts, you know, as, as we ramped this podcast up and started doing it last April around the draft. I, I, you know, I did my NFC power rankings after the draft. Uh, we reacted to the draft. And I said, draft night, the Lions are going to be a problem. And of course, everyone laughs because, you know, the Lions are the Lions. They're not anymore. This team's 13 and 3. You date back to a year ago in their last 16 games. They are winning by margin on the road, which is. If you win by margin on the road, you're a damn good team in the NFL. They won in Kansas City. They won in Green Bay. They won in Tampa Bay. I don't think it's going to phase them to go to Baltimore and play this football game. Jared Goff outdoors. We know he's not as good as he is indoors, but hey, he's won outdoors all year long. Their one hiccup this year was a weird turnover you know, filled game at home against Seattle. It was a pretty good football team. This is a tremendous football team in Detroit, and... I bet them before the season to have the number one seed in the NFC, and they certainly can do it. You look at the Lions' schedule. If they win this game on Sunday, and I do think they have a real chance to win this game, I'm going to take the three points here, but I would not hesitate to bet them money line to win this game. Here's the rest of their schedule. You tell me where they're dogs. Okay? At home against Las Vegas next week. At the Chargers. Bears at home. Packers at home. At the Saints. At the Bears. Versus Denver. At Minnesota. At Dallas. Versus Minnesota. If they win this game on Sunday, I believe they're underdogs in just one game the rest of the year. That is in Dallas on December 30th, and I'm thinking they're probably a point or two underdog in that game. They'll be favored in every other game. We're talking about a team that could go to 14-3 or 13-4 without question. I mean, that, that's what the schedule states, especially if they win this game this week. And you look at DVOA, I mean, they're a top-five team in the league. They're playing tremendous defense. I know they're a little banged up on offense, but Gibbs is practicing this week. Laporta, we'll see if he's ready to go. Um, St. Brown is back. Jamison Williams made a big play down the field. Goss playing as well as he has since his best year in LA. This team is for real. Jared Goff, since the start of the 2021 season, is the most profitable quarterback to bet against the spread. Most profitable quarterback. I know the the wind in Baltimore is going to probably say, ah, don't do it. The Lions here in their last four games with high winds have scored 20, 20, 23 and 31. It really hasn't affected them. Goff, seven straight games covering against above 500 opponents. This guy covers. Now you got the Ravens here. Good, not great, bad in the red zone, traveling back from London without a bye. I think that will, I think that will, will affect them. They'll be the 14th team to return from London without a bye. 12 of the previous 13 were either tied or trailing at some point in the fourth quarter. Keep that in mind. You know, it's second straight road game for Detroit. I understand that. But you're talking about some fatigue here for the Ravens late. I will take the Lions plus the three. Feels like, let's say, a 23-20 game. And I'll take the team right now that is playing very confidently. The team that can win anywhere. And the team that has their eye on a big, big prize this year. Give me the Lions plus the three for game number three. All right, game number four. We go to Sunday Night Football. I'm so surprised of where this line is, that the Eagles are still the favorite. I, I I think the Dolphins should be the favorite in this game. I'm going to take the two and a half points. I think the Dolphins are a terrible, terrible matchup right now for the Eagles. All of the Eagles' secondary issues between injuries, the safety position, whatever's going on at slot corner. Mike McDaniel, same thing with Kyle Shanahan, they force you to communicate, to think 
on defense, to be confused on defense, to get you out of position on defense. And the Eagles have a whole secondary out there together right now that really has not played enough together to know where to be. Miami's going to create explosive plays. They are the best at that in the NFL. Yes, the Eagles' pass rush is good, but Miami's offensive line has played well, and Tua gets the ball out of his hands. I I don't think we're putting into context this offense here for the Miami Dolphins. Yes, even if you take out the 70-point game, that was an outlier. They're still averaging 30 points per game. You know, teams are barely moving the football. It's like 5.2 yards per play is the average this year. Miami's at 8. And if the Eagles were a little bit more buttoned up right now, in terms of their turnovers and their red zone, I think they could play their style, keep play keep away, you know, run the football and be able to win this football game. But my my issue with the Eagles right now is the turnover bug has got them. It's the opposite of last year. And the red zone issues persist. So if they, let's say, lose a possession because they go for it on fourth down, they can get a high-scoring game within the red zone, they don't get a touchdown, or they just kick field goals, Miami's going to put sevens on the board. Maybe they won't put five sevens on the board, but they're certainly going to put three or four sevens on the board, and that adds up over the course of the game. You know, I, I know the Dolphins have played some bad defenses so far, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Panthers. They also played the Bills and the, and the Patriots. I mean, they've played some a couple good defenses here. I mean, 37.2 points per game. If they do it, if they if they finish this week at 35 or more, they become the fifth they would become the fifth team in game seven layer to average 35.5 points per game and to be listed as an underdog, which is pretty crazy. The only other team in, in the decade to do that was the 2018 Chiefs to, to, uh, Chiefs against the Rams. It, it's eight yards per play. No one in the last 20 years has averaged more than 6.7 yards per play for a season. Th- there is a bigger difference in yards play between the Dolphins and the number two team than there is between the number two and the number 32 team. I mean, this is trending towards being the best offense it's the greatest show on turf the 2013 Peyton Manning Broncos obviously the 07 Patriots that's what we're talking about here in terms of offense by this team okay I I the wind could play a factor and it could be windy here we'll see if Lane Johnson goes it sounds like he's trending to I think the Eagles will be in this football game I am sure it will be a close game but I just think the Eagles issues right now are so acute in the back end on defense and so unpredictable when it comes to putting the football in the end zone on offense. That is very hard for me to take them as a favorite here. I will take the two and a half points. Give me Miami Sunday night football against the Eagles. And my final pick for week number seven, give me the 49ers in a big, big, big bounce back spot in Minnesota. Look, we know the numbers. Kirk Cousins, primetime, especially Kirk Cousins, Monday night football. It's not good. Dating back to last season, the Niners are 4-7 and seven straight up in their last eight off a loss. When Shanahan is a favorite off a loss, he's 9-7 straight up. Purdy is going to bounce back after last week. It, they went from playing one the best defense in the NFL this year to playing what I think is one of the five worst defenses in the NFL. You know, Purdy's been good at night. Purdy's been good at prime time. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins, let's be real, he has started 40 games in, in prime time. He is 16-23-1 straight up, 15-25 against the spread. But this is more the Vikings defense thinks. And Shanahan will have them just tied up in knots. They will make mistakes. They will blow coverages. And 
San Francisco will put up big, big chunk plays. We'll see on the status report of Debo and McCaffrey. It sounds like they're all trending towards good, you know, and playing. If they play, this is a route. I will, I will drop the seven. I don't do this very often. A seven-point road favorite. Give me, minus, uh, give me San Francisco minus seven. So the five picks for week number five. Let's go with the Falcons plus two and a half. The Giants plus three. The Lions plus three. The Dolphins plus two and a half and the 49ers minus the seven. Appreciate everyone listening. Enjoy a great Sunday of football, hopefully a profitable one. And the Kelly Green with the Eagles. Have a great one. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next week right here on WIP Daily.